This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. Worth covering. Original classic hit makers. Well, Metallica, let's go. Now, this is uh, one of the most incredible reads. If you actually take the time to research a band of this kind of monumental, um, I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, Hass has shown me a couple of clips. So I've done a bit of research, then Hass showed me some clips. Um, and you realize that any band that can pull in a million a million people, a crowd of a million with um, speaker stands, you know those huge ones so the crowd can hear, six or seven of those planted across acres to fit a million people all watching one band. That's when you get the enormity of how big this band became and they are massive, they're one of the number ones. All I know about Metallica, being completely honest with you, the little garage baby that I was and and dance music um, girl, was that they were just this thrashing around kind of thing. They were there, they were doing their thing, and they were doing it noisily, you know? that's They just weren't my cup of cup of tea. However, what they did was monumental, and that's why the music rates are so good, because I actually get educated. So here we go, Metallica, American heavy metal band. Tick, we all knew that. They were formed in 1981 in Los Angeles. I could probably also have guessed that. Um, you've got vocalist and guitarist, very fame, famous, James Hetfield. Just checking, I've got that right. Hetfield and the drummer, Lars Ulrich. So those are the two key members, based mostly in San Francisco for most of their career. All of them were. But obviously so many world tours. Uh, their music was, um, it's classed as aggressive musicianship, which is, is kind of a, a good way to describe it. They did go in and out of genres, actually, for some of their stuff. You know, they, they, they started off thrash metal and they started off properly in it to win it in that thrashy kind of metal way. Then they moved out and they tried different things that they always come back to the thrashing around metal. Thrash metal was actually a phrase coined by a reporter. I love that. It was a journalist that coined the expression. He was actually talking about Megadeth and Megadeth was a band that was set up by one of their ex-members who they fired because he just couldn't get it together and was choosing the rock path a bit too much, if you know what I mean, enjoying himself. And they just went, do you know what? You're a loser, get out. Uh, we need someone who's going to be on point. And that very same afternoon that they fired him, they hired someone else and off they went. Nice story about that particular band member in that when he formed Megadeth, um, he obviously had lots of interviews. I'll name him in a minute. It's just I'm ahead of my own notes. I'm telling you the story as it evolves. Um, it's quite funny. He formed Megadeth and he played one particular song that actually um, Metallica had, had done as well, but it was called something else, but he'd written it. He did it on one of his, his albums. And when asked about it, he actually started to really get quite negative about Metallica. And he said, you know, they said that I was doing this and I was doing that and I was taking this and taking that. And he said, the thing is, they also implied that I couldn't play guitar and I wasn't going to have that. And I just wanted to show them that I could. So he did the song. He also was very aggrieved by who they hired. Um, and he said, you know, he personally attacked this particular guitarist who took over from him. Um, but mostly he attacked him because he said, well, he, he won an award for being one of the best guitarists in the world. And um, this, you know, ex-band member said, well, it's funny that because most of what he played were lead uh, guitar things that I wrote. 
and he just played them as I wrote them. And suddenly he's the guitarist of the year. Thanks for that, everyone, and really kind of took the magazines and things to town. So that's quite interesting. They had, um, I'm going to get into the stats of, of, you know, who they were and what they did. Um, Ten studio albums, four live albums, a cover album, five extended plays, 37 singles, 39 music videos. They've won nine Grammy Awards, 23 nominations, and um, last six studio albums have consecutively debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 100. Uh, They rank as the most commercially successful band of all time. They sold over 125 million albums worldwide as of 2018, and they've been listed as one of the greatest artists of all time by magazines such as Rolling Stone, ranked them at 61, uh, 100 greatest albums of all time list. Um, just, you know, it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Um, they've told, sold a total of 58 million albums in the United States alone. So that's the that's the size of these guys. Um, they are not without, um, you know, um, awful events happening. Um, they had a terrible time when one of their band members, Burton, died in a bus crash. And um, it's one of those, when you read about it, um, innocuous kind of events that could happen to anyone. They're on a tour um, and they're they're living the tour and the tour is going well. It's a European leg of the damaged tour, September the 27th, 1986. They've got a massive bus, which you can imagine, and, and Hass actually talked to me about how they did their live gigs and their tours. They build their own stages and they do it the way they want to do it, which is obviously how they ended up with a million people in wherever it was, I think it was Russia. Um, But um, they were on the European leg of the damage tour. They drew cards each night to determine which bunk they were going to sleep sleep in when they were on the bus. And they did it evenly. Um, That particular night, Burton won, and he chose to actually sleep in Hammett's bunk. Um, At about sort of they think sunrise they were in Sweden it was sunrise the bus driver for whatever reason and it's not actually stated why lost control and skidded and this caused the bus to overturn four or five times just kept going 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 Ulrich Hammett and Hettifield sustained no injuries whatsoever however Burton who has swapped bunks that night um, was pinned under the bus and you know um, Hetfield came out and said I saw him there. He got out of the bus. I mean, how, you know, you've got, you got to think about that one bunk. Um, that's when you when you start thinking God has the plan because only one bunk was affected. Um, but he came out and he, the driver was trying to take a blanket from underneath Burton, which um, obviously um, Hetfield went, what are you doing? Stop it right now. And absolute chaos. So I think that stayed with the band forever absolutely ever they will never get over what happened that night they, it even um affected them so badly that they said not sure we want to go on with the band anymore it was burton's family that went no you must um his fa- his family complete blessing very supportive and they said find a replacement off they went to find a replacement and actually um Hammett's childhood friend les claypool um he was in there auditioning but loads of big guitarists and things um auditioned um, and they ended up with uh, Jason. I'm just trying to find his surname. Um, and this guy had learnt every single Metallica song. So he walks into the studio, no matter what they what they said, he could do it. And they went, 
okay, you're with us. Um, and he became the next guitarist. And from there on, um, you know, they've been together for years and years. Um, every now and then the lineup changes. And to be honest, I, I can't scratch the surface on this band. We'd need another hour. And it's a shame because I would love to talk about it. Um, but let's talk about the song that I'm going to play, which is going, going on in the background here. I'm going to be honest and say I'm playing this one because it's the most radio friendly. There's some of Metallica that we could play and actually I feel like the studio speakers would burst and the walls would fall down and people would start careering off the road. Um, there's a lot of kind of, um, you know, death and grrr and anger and angst in all these songs. But, but every now and then you get a nice little juicy one uh, like this called Nothing Else Matters, which is much more palatable for all of us to listen to and beautiful. And I know it. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, I do know this song. I can sing along to this. Um, the story behind it is beautiful. It was released in 1992 and it was the third single from their fifth studio album. And they've got live albums, studio albums, as I said. Peaked at number 11 in America. It went to number six in the UK charts, number one in Denmark, and then went boom across 10 other European charts. Featured as a playable track in the music video game Guitar Hero, we were talking about that, and recognised as one of Metallica's best known and most popular songs. It's also one of the songs that they play all the time when they do when they do live shows. You know, they cut straight to it. Um, the story behind it is James Hetfield or Hetfield, I think, uh, lead singer, rhythm guitarist. Okay, so he is on tour. This is 1990. He was on the phone with his girlfriend, and you know, when he was on tour, he missed her terribly. Um, he had the phone in one hand and he was plucking the strings of his guitar with the other. And that's when he wrote this particular, you know, the, the guitar bit that you play, that's when he wrote it. Um, and he was on the phone to her and then he started writing the lyrics which talk about, um, you know, um, so close, no matter how far we are and nothing else matters because nothing else matters by you. And apparently they had that relationship where it didn't matter how far away they were, they were still together. And that's where the song came from. It was by accident that the drummer heard the song and hmm. went, that's awesome. We're gonna, we're gonna have that song. And um, Hetfield went, no, 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 no. James Hetfield, well, no, 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 that's my song. It's my song and it's her song and it's, it's our song. And I wrote it when we were on the phone and da, da, da. Anyway, they had to persuade him. They had to persuade him. And in the end, he said, all right. And there it is, the intro in E minor. And here it is. But, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're the biggest, thrashiest metal fan in the world. Ultimately, everyone falls in love. So when you listen to this song and you listen to, because there's a lot of, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of metal undercurrent here. Um, just know that it's a love song by Metallica. It's one of my favorite. Thank you so much for bringing it up because I think it's, uh, yeah, that that riff right here. Like, yeah. you know, you yeah. when you want to learn guitar, I, I don't know, I was told like that's the first thing you want to learn. Okay. And it's easy to learn. You feel like, hey, I'm playing something, you know, oh my God. Wow, um, wow, wow. So, yeah, I just think it's very interesting. But, yeah, Metallica, you know, um, legends in the game, of course. That I think they've done a lot. And even the, the genre of music they've done. Obviously, hip-hop took over from rock yeah. um, about yeah. four years ago and became the number one genre in the world. But, you know, rock is older than hip-hop, you know, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. by 20 years. Yeah. You know, there's a 20-year mark. It's the grandfather yeah. now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah big yeah. time. So it's very interesting. So let's listen to the song. It's a love song. Whether you're hip-hop or whether you're metal or whether you're dance music, you're going to love it. It's the music greats on Yellow Home. So close, no matter how far 
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.